0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of XB Hunter. It's your favorite friend of me, Lee, here, and today I have a brand new, exciting companion for you guys, Brent Bristol. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm well. um, I just want to start off the episode by like letting everyone know that you are like one of my f- new favorite like artists in general, but also the comic is amazing. Don't laugh. It's true. I mean, when I read your comic, I was at first, I kind of like dilly-dallied around it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to read this. And I started reading and I was just, I was blown away. It, it really impacted me. Um, but for all the people who don't know anything about you, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, okay, about me. I am twenty three. I just graduated last year. Oh, congratulations! So I just finished, yeah, thank you. I just finished the degree in visual arts. I got my bachelor's in that, so that's that's really where my life is heading right now. Not too sure what I plan to do, but I'm really looking into animation and ordeal is the webtoon really started to. Become my focus right now. So Mm. I plan to see how far I can take that.
0: Nice, nice. So, right now, are you like drawing full time? Like the comic is where all your attention is. Yeah. Awesome. Full time. So, how I discovered you. So, I recently discovered this app called WebToon, which I guess has been around for quite a while. And there are a lot of, I guess, what in America we call indie comic producers, you know, Mm -hmm. people like you, young. Uh, independent, yeah. you know, you don't have like a publishing company behind you, um, who are you know drawing like a panel like every two weeks or every month because you know it takes a lot of effort even with does, the digital does. tools. Um, and ordeal really struck me because it it takes place in Trinidad and Tobago where you are from mm-hmm. and live, and that's not you know your normal setting for a story in a comic or in a movie or in anything. And just the wide breadth of the type of people who are in it, right? Because um, in a lot of comics or mainstream comics, most of the characters, you know, they're white, right? But the characters in your comic, you know, they are dark-skinned, they're light-skinned, they have Asian features, they have black features, they have dreads, they have straight curly hair, and that, I really like that, you know, because in the world, there is diversity of people. Uh, what made you like, do that? Does it just, uh, does it reflect, uh, you know, how Trinidad is in real life, or is it kind of idealized?
1: The- truth is um i didn't think too heavily about that at all Mm -hmm. because that is how trinidad is Mm -hmm. um i Mm -hmm. mean there are asians indians africans europeans everywhere so that that wasn't even an issue for me like let me try and make it diverse. let me try and make sure i represent everybody Mm -hmm. that wasn't even in my mind i was just drawing the people i see every day well, no. if you understand, yes so.
0: i do and that's what i think is great about your comic because it doesn't seem forced. it seems like it was just it just happened because that's uh that's a reflection of your real life like that's what you've experienced yeah. and that's the best kind of uh writing so um why why art like what what got you into like drawing what drew you to this um i know i remember reading that you were that ordeal started as like a final project for your degree or something. And yes. you were like, oh, I'm going to send it out to the world. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about that.
1: Um, well, I started drawing, you know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. nothing too fancy. I was terrible, of course. <laughs> and um, is in my family. My grandfather was a designer. He used to design clothes and stuff back in the 80s, long time ago. And my mother's an artist as well. She's a lawyer, actually, but she can draw really well, you know, but she never pursued it. Mm-hmm. So I got some of the talent, I guess, from the family tree. Mm-hmm. And um, I really was into medicine and I was looking into biology and stuff, but I realized, art is way more fun. <laughs> and um, that's that was what I'm good at. And, you know, I got a lot of encouragement to pursue what you love instead of, you know, other mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. I really do love art, so I really was concerned, you know, if I can make a living off of it. Yeah. So it really was, you know, it's something you have to be cautious about. So I decided to pursue it and hoping, you know, trusting God that I go somewhere with it. And um, audio started really. It really was a school project. I do not like the beginning of it. I don't like how it started because I did not plan it out. It really was supposed to be something quick and just, it really was just for Mark's. You know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to get a good grade. Yeah, and um, I was just doing it because I I wanted, I enjoyed it, but I really didn't like look beyond that. I didn't really be too prudent about it. So it's only after when I finished the assignments, I realized, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So I should probably try and see if I could do something with this. And I didn't want to throw it away, so I just uploaded it to so you know, a lot of people could. Read it if they wanted to, and the feedback was what really had me going to continue it. It's really feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I I was, you know, a lot of some of, and shouldn't say a lot. Some of the uh, comic artists on webtoons, like it, kind of it dead ends, and I kind of felt at first I was like, oh no, like this is. Not haphazard, but, like, it doesn't fit together, fit together. And I was like, oh, they're never going to upload again. But then you did, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I went to your Facebook, and I saw you had uh, an art show with um, some of the drawings and stuff that you did from for the comic. Yes. And when I saw those, I was like, oh, this is so amazing. And, like, I just love, like, obviously, you know, superheroes are very popular right now. And I uh-huh. guess we wouldn't call the kumoi, like, superheroes, but, like, you know, they're super-powered humans. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Why give your characters what I know you say when you started making it, you didn't really have a plot or a direction, but like what made you give them superpowers? What uh, started building the story for you?
1: That was actually an accident. Originally, there was supposed to be no superhuman uh, abilities or anything like that. It was completely just MME and a little bit of martial arts and Mm. stuff like that. There was no kind of because it was supposed to be one chapter or one volume and that's it. And my teacher was my lecturer was saying, you know, make sure I'm having fun doing it because it's a lot of work, so make sure I'm enjoying doing it. And one of the things I love to draw the most is fight scenes. Mm. Um, that is really fun. And um, and it is fight scenes with uh natural fight scenes are fun, but superhuman fight scenes are like they're amazing to draw you can draw all these cool powers and stuff so I just threw in some superhuman abilities into the mix and that's all audio turned into a sci-fi superhero above natural kind Mm -hmm. of story it was accidental
0: Uh, but it's so it's so action-packed and it it fits together really Mm -hmm. well and I um, just want to ask, uh, take it back a little bit to like you as an artist. And so can you tell us a little bit about your art style? Because I mean, most of us aren't experts, right? Like I don't know a whole lot about the art world, but I do know that a lot of different artists uh, take different uh, takes on how they draw things like uh, some, uh, uh, use watercolor they use light pencils yeah. to uh etch and they don't color it in the the characters are just that light color blue or gray but you do very vibrant vibrant dark uh warm colors uh why why is that
1: um well i traditioned from traditional art style to digital mm-hmm. um when i tradition when i transitioned it was um it was difficult but eventually you have to find your style you know, a lot of people have different digital art styles. And uh, it took me a while to find my style because my strong point, I would say, is really illustration and line art, mm-hmm. which is just the, you know, the sketching, the black and white parts. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, that's my strong point. That's what I'm really good at. And if I miss say so, so and And um, I just started to try and build a coloring style that fits. At first, you know, it was a little flat, a little blocky, it wasn't that vibrant, it was a little boring. But eventually, you know, you build just practice and I built a, a little art style that, you know, I was inspired by a lot of things. Um, I was inspired by a lot of manga for my art style. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of cartoony, you know, Japanese have a particular art style. And there's a lot of cartoony, um, very caricature kind of way. Yeah. And um, Western art style is a little more realistic if you look at, let's say pokemon compared to uh, uh superman the art styles are very different you know mm-hmm. um so i kind of mix the two because i enjoy both so i mix it two, so my art style is a little realistic mixed with a little bit of anime manga style That's because i love the both so i try to incorporate both into my art style
0: Oh, nice yeah and I did see that and I did like how it was it was um, kind of anime but it was also pseudo realistic That that's a big draw yeah. for me personally and uh, for anyone who's listening they can see uh, some of the panels obviously they can go and read the comic on webtoon but they can see some of their your in progress work um, on your Instagram at Brent Gray yeah. Gray with an E guys or yes. on uh, the ordeal Facebook um, so can you tell me, like, how long does it take you to do, like, a panel, like one page?
1: Uh, well, I split up into about four pages, four panels a page mm-hmm. to try and have some order. And um, some pages I was thinking about it just yesterday because I was trying to plan all my day today. And some pages take 20 minutes or 10 to 20 minutes because it's just quick. I can copy and paste some faces some if I'm just doing, like, a text, a dialogue page. Mm-hmm. So some pages are really quick. And then, and this is just the line art part I'm talking about, because I do all the line art first, and then I color the whole chapter in one.
0: So do and... you do all the line art uh, digitally, like on an iPad? Yes, or something everything. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I do all my sketches offhand on traditional paper, pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm ready to officially, I do my storyboards and stuff, uh, pencil and paper. And then everything else is straight digital. It's a little easier and quicker for me. Mm.
0: Um, Yes, because I know uh, recently on the webtoon, you announced that you were going to take some time off from posting and just do a bunch of stuff so that you could post uh, twice. a
1: Try and try and try. And And I know a lot lot of of
0: people are really anticipating that. I'm anticipating that. Um, But can you tell me, like, how much work is it to not only do you because not only do you draw, you also do the writing. You're doing this all by yourself. You don't have like a writer who works with you. To close yeah. like, out the story. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> you seem so tired.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, at first I didn't see it as a big issue because I wasn't full time in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got more time to relax. But when I realized I have to upload every two weeks. And a page, just a line out alone on a, di- a difficult page, sometimes takes two hours. Uh... And that's two hours of a day. And then to the color it might take another two hours that's four hours a page some Mm -hmm. chapters have 30 pages or so so it and to do it every two weeks and I still need to eat I still need to sleep (laughs) I still need you know yeah time to actually do human things Mm -hmm. so it it is time consuming and then at the end I have to edit everything and do the spell check I try to get some help with the spell check and all that and to do everything it isn't a big strain but it's not very easy Mm -hmm. to be honest yeah
0: And uh, I mean, even, you know, triple A titles, like people who are uh, writing or drawing for Marvel, like it takes them a long time too. art takes time, you know, especially if you want it to come out correctly. Um, So Webtoon is Webtoon the only avenue that you're like pursuing right now or are you like, yeah, uh, right now
1: for the time being. Yeah.
0: uh, Uh, Do you anticipate doing like an amalgam, like every chapter doing like a small printing and can people uh, help patronize you? I know there are a lot of mediums like Patreon that a lot of people on webtoons use. Do you have a Patreon?
1: I intend to upload well, add a Patreon to my webtoons very soon. Just working on it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So because I know coming. a lot of people are willing to support, you know, indie creators like yourself because you know you bring something new and different to the table. Like, yeah, you have superheroes, but you know your story is complex and it's you know it's slightly different. I'm, Actually, that brings me to a good point. Can you just uh, explain a little bit of the plot of your story? Maybe, like, the back history. If you'd like, I would like for you to go and read Ordeal on Webtoons. <laughs> but if you can't do that, can you just give them a little bit of background story on the characters and story of Ordeal?
1: Okay, what is Ordeal? Ordeal is um, it's a story about my main character, She Hart, who I have a friend named She, and I have another friend named Hart, so I just, like... So everybody's based off of somebody I know. Most of the characters are based off of people I, I know in my my life. And um, Shea Hart and his friends, are, they are under tutoring by, to put it blunt, the strongest guy, one of the strongest guys. He's a very old man. He's a war hero. He His name is Leo. He has a big reputation, but he's very humble. So, you know, he doesn't want the fame and the all that so he just stays and trains some younger guys who don't have a lot of guidance so some of them don't have parents and stuff like that so he just teaches them and um, it so happens that one of his rogue students one of his earlier students wasn't very happy with him and happy with Leo and how Leo wasn't very happy with his level of skill and this guy's name is Rokash Mm -hmm. so Rokash kind of took his anger out on him and ended up killing Leo. That is a whole another story by itself. But... <laughs> I
0: know I was going to ask you, like, wh- he's kind of the antagonist of the story, right, Rokash? And so yeah. my biggest thing is, is is he upset because you know Komoi are kind of marginalized and treated poorly, or is he just all out for himself and he just wants more power for the sake of power? I'm still like puzzling out like his.
1: He um, is narcissistic. Uh, mm-hmm. He's terrible. He loves himself. He doesn't care about anybody else. Yeah. He's a terrible guy but he's cool
0: yeah so he's
1: the guy you hate to like but you kind of like him still so that that's the intention Mm -hmm. and um he ends up in a sense taking their father from them the boys Mm -hmm. because leo was like a father figure so him taking out his anger on leo he ends up making enemies which is Shay and his friends Mm -hmm. so she and his friends want revenge so that's where it's going currently
0: yeah Uh, But there's like so there the thing I like about it is that you built a very under uh, a very uh, engrossing world so quickly right because what on webtoons there are 25 uh, panels or pages so far. Um, but, you know, you have, like, three different plots going, but I, I kind of like that, <laughs> right? Because now you also have these, uh, like, android-esque people coming in who also have yeah. their own goals and reasonings. And then you still have um, Che, who's trying to um, come to terms with the power that he has and how best to use utilize it and build himself up to... Uh, be i guess number one again as leo was and there's a whole ranking system and all that stuff yeah i was like oh it's so good i I love it and there's a (sighs) thank you yeah there's a very uh um interesting melding of like locations and people just like you know there are so many different ethnicities like there's the base where they're at um when they're originally attacked by the androids is like, it's like a Japanese kind of dojo-esque yeah. kind of uh, building. And I'm like, oh, these locations are so good. And so I know it takes place in Trinidad, but originally when you, when it first started, when you first learned about Leo and um, how he was a kid when the war had just started um, jumping off, there are some location names that I'm like, oh, is that a place in real, in re- the real world? So is all of this based yeah. in the real world or is some of it a little fantasy?
1: Um so far all the names i've used are actual locations in shredder
0: oh okay yeah yeah
1: Man, so the actual places yeah.
0: i gotta get up with my geography
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine
0: and so the ranking system so explain Kamois to us are they a natural uh aberration or a deviation of human beings where they created is that a secret <laughs>
1: uh, or... well kimios uh they are a, a mutation I guess um, it's a defect, a birth defect. You know, some people are born with um, varying superhuman abilities, mm-hmm. which isn't very unique. But so I tried to add layers to it mm-hmm. where um, there are varying types of talents mm-hmm. that these Kimios are born with, mm-hmm. which uh, they completely distant them and create a divide. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to acknowledge them as humans. So that's mm-hmm. why they're called Kimios.
0: Because... I've been saying kamois, kamios.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Japanese word
0: But I also wouldn't, I wouldn't degrade yourself in saying it's not unique. Because I think that that is the most natural kind of way for someone to acquire I mean, superpowers, you know. I mean, human beings, effect, yeah. yeah, human beings are kind of, we're kind of stagnated, right? Like, we we haven't gotten better since, you okay. know, we started, you know, making tools, you know, with rocks and sticks. So, like, if if we were going to get better, it's not going to be because we were blasted with gamma rays, you know. <laughs> um, but, yes, um, Kimio. So, obviously, you know, they became the other because they were different. Also because, you know, it's like if someone touches you and they can just kill you, that's really scary.
1: Yeah. So, that's why we try to add a little bit of realism into it. Mm-hmm. If there was a guy who can shoot fire out of his hands, I mean, I would want him to be, you know, either following some laws or some rules to not be using his powers around my children. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So trying to keep people safe and let everybody feel comfortable. So it's it's almost like, I don't have to liken it to early racism, in a sense. You know, you you can't distancing yourself from a certain group of people and you might be judging them in a certain way. So it's a kind of... People were uncomfortable around Camus and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that for a time being. But they became a, a time where, you know, everybody lives in peace and harmony. Happy story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what broke that, though? So you had the war and, you know, there's a little bit of like Hitler and Nazi support in there. And then, you know, um, Leo kills, you know, the main backer of Hitler and then yeah. the war ends. And yeah. what re-sparks it?
1: Uh, what respects the war or the peace? The war. Well, it's just individual groups that still believe, you know, Kimios mm-hmm. are natural evolution. And, you know, they believe in, um, uh, what's the word? Um,
0: oh, that they're better. That, that Yeah, ah, they believe
1: yes. in natural selection, yes. is the word.
0: Okay, so
1: yes. they believe, you know, mm-hmm. if they are the evolved form of humans, mm-hmm. that humans should submit to them because they are on top of the food chain now.
0: Uh, so
1: they believe they shouldn't have to be operating under the same rules where if you can shoot fire out of your hands you should be you know restrained in certain areas they believe they should be free to do whatever they want uh, so mm. it happens you know
0: mm-hmm. we also forgot a key point to explain to people is that uh kimios their powers can be transferred to other uh people Which I thought was very interesting. So that's how Che got his powers. Uh, Leo transferred them to him. How does that work?
1: So I was thinking um, when you have the top 150, which is the ranking of the strongest Kimios in the world, they keep them because Kimios usually just go into martial arts. They have their own sport. So, you know, they would rank them who's the most powerful or whatever. And um, usually they would tend to keep the talent in the family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they would try to do that by transferring their talent it takes a lot of training and stuff to be able to mentally transfer your talent but doing it um, it's almost like it's attached to your soul so doing it would obviously cause you to die so they do it on their deathbed or they do it before death they would transfer their talent to a member of the family who does not have a talent you can't transfer to somebody who already possesses a talent Mm -hmm. because you can't have two talents but that's where the cyborgs come in where they have, they're doing something very illegal to be able to have more than one talent. Mm. I'll get into that in this story, so I'm not gonna spoil that.
0: Ooh, exciting. Um, but also, one thing I found interesting was, um... oh, I lost the thought, oh well. Um, <laughs> so when do you anticipate coming back or when are you going to start uh, posting uh, new panels again?
1: Well, I, <sighs> I'm just trying to see Did how I much I put you I'm on the finish. spot. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. i trying to see how much I can finish right now because I I just don't want to reach a block where I'm struggling and rushing to try and upload in time. I'm trying to get a nice head because I wasn't before because mm-hmm. I didn't anticipate you know the feedback. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I'm doing everything on my own, but it's not an excuse, but you know, it's it is a little bit. Difficult at times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm really trying to get ahead and see how much I could finish. Once I reach a number that I'm comfortable with, in terms of chapters completed, I want to start back uploading because to upload weekly and then it takes me 12 to 14 days to finish a chapter. But mm. oh, me, on this, button. now? But it yeah. is,
0: it's, it's a a—it's not so much a burden. It's—it's it's a burden of love. It's a work <laughs> of love. And there, you, I know you have a lot of admirers, but I remember what I was going to say before. With um, kimeos, there are actually talents that are considered illegal versus yes. are legal. And what do you have like a set frame of like what is an illegal talent versus what is not?
1: Well, an illegal talent will be a talent that the person. Well, the two factors really. It depends on the person and the talent as well. So, if the person has a talent, for example, Leo, he was able to control fire. But Leo, as a person, is able to control it. He's able to, you know, avoid injuring innocent bystanders. Mm -hmm. So they would not have, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: issued him a warning. Like, we're coming to arrest you because your talent is illegal. So they'll allow him. Whereas somebody that can't control, let's say, a talent to turn into a giant monster or something. They can't really control that. They could go rampaging and destroy stuff. So, you know, they would incarcerate them, and I'll I'll get into where they put these illegal talent people later on in the story as well. I'm not leaving them on the side. Ah, they have a part right. to play as well.
0: Awesome. And Are we going to get a human antagonist? I mean, so far, you know, we have the council, and they're kind of, like, debating the politics of, like, how to keep humans safe, and sort of kind of how to keep the Cameo safe, but are we going to get, like, sort of. any human heroes? And we have the chief, the chief of police. He's really human, and he's kind of, like, he, he's kind of for everyone, but like, are humans yeah. gonna play yeah. a bigger role or is this gonna be all about cameos?
1: Um, humans still, they do currently have a role to play, but in terms of main characters that don't have talents, I have a couple that um I haven't added. There's this one guy who I intend to add, not in the near future, but he's important in terms of his mind and he's very intelligent and stuff. But, um, The main person to represent humans in this entire story really is Inspector Ian Mm. and the police force because the police used to have Kimios in the army with them. If you um, look back to like chapter six, you would see that when they came to arrest Rokash, there was a Kimio officer with them. Mm -hmm. That was before the ban on Kimios. Now there are no Kimios in the service anymore and that's the divide and the that's why people kind of don't agree with it but agree with it at the same time because there are Kimios who are good and there are those that are trying to fight for justice and you know for what is right and so they actually join the service to help they have power so they want to you know they want to contribute you know to good and um they they got banned because of one one bad apple you know yeah so everybody get banned and but the guy to represent humans, like, the role we have to play and, well, would have to play and, you know, how it would be, how it would affect us if, you know, superhumans just started walking with mm. Israeli Inspector Ian and Brandon and all the other officers. Because they're trying to do what is right, putting mm-hmm. themselves in the front, the, um, the front, mm-hmm. the forefront. And um, it's dangerous, but they have to do it. So...
0: True, yep. As police officers and as people. And I, I do really like him. He's very tenacious. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're not going to give up. And when he showed up in that cool power suit, I was like, oh, snap. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, But it has been great talking to you. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the time slot. Oh, so sad. But I would love to talk to you again later um, after you publish more chapters um, to talk about like your fan base and the comments that people leave you because there are so many at the bottom of of every chapter. I
1: read every single one.
0: Oh, do you? You heard that, guys? If you've ever commented, Brent has read it. I have. That means something, yeah. right? Because you say it and you think that just other people who are reading are reading it, not the creator, but the yeah, fact that read you read everyone, it means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for uh, being on the episode. Remember guys, you can find uh, ordeal on webtoons. You can check out uh, progress, funny snippets, you know, get into the mind of Brent on through his Instagram at Brent gray, gray with an E on Instagram and you can check out the uh, ordeal Facebook. So there are so many ways to, to learn more about Ordeal, about Brent. Um, again, thank you so much. If you guys want to comment on this episode, you can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com or go to the website, xphunters.com. Um, I just want to thank you again, Brent, for being here with me and talking with me. I'm super excited thank as a fan. Thank you so family. much as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, in between
1: time, in the meantime, do it for the XP. Bye.